Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. D-O-D-45. Well, here's a bit of sweet news. Our guest this week is the mighty Grouch from the Grouch and Eli and the legendary Living Legends crew. Here to remind you about the highly anticipated full album release from Living Legends called The Return after nearly 18 years since their last album classic. And also to promote the upcoming How the Grouch Stole Christmas Tour, which this year features the Living Legends, Brother Ali, Reverie, and DJ Fresh. For as long as I've been listening to the Grouch's music, it's a real trip to actually be having a conversation with him and creating art for him. On this episode 72 of the DoD 45 show, I draw a Where the Wild Things Are themed piece with some of those pesky toy plastic bowling pins. That will make sense later in this episode. And in the intro, I give a detailed list of my many favorite Grouch tracks spanning over his 20 plus years as an underground hip hop artist on an impressive grind. With the Grouch, we also discuss his 10-year stint living on the island of Maui, producing the Slug and Mersfeld album, A Tribute to Christina Ricci, and he shares with us a list of very impressive people that he has the utmost respect for, which includes Erica Badu, Leon Bridges, Absol, Slug, Most Deaf, and more. Sage Francis joins the conversation via the Sage's social media alert segment to ask about a Grouch post from 2012, which leads us into a discussion of what we deem to be proper social media etiquette. And Mr. Dibbs joins us through his segment to ask for clarification regarding a photograph of a gloriously dressed Grouch leering behind Dibbs in the backstage tunnel at the recent Atmosphere Red Rock show. All of that and other mentions of things like Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, Zion I, Monty Python, The Thing, Ashes Severed Hand, Christina Ricci, Christina Aguilera, Jay Electronica, Black Alicious, Vanity, E.T., Criss Cross, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Yo Gabba Gabba, and more. It's a real honor for the Grouch to be lending us his time, so put away that curling iron, light up the mosquito coil, nuzzle up with a bucket of buttered popcorn, and turn your attention to this episode 72 of the DoD 45 show with the Grouch. Peace. D-O-D-45. So, yep, you heard it. We're, our guest today is the, the legendary Grouch. Um, while we wait for him, uh, I'd like to uh, pay tribute to a close family member who recently passed away. Uh, we were supposed to record this episode last week, but had to reschedule to this week. And the night we were supposed to record, uh, my uncle, he had he had had a heart attack. Um, that was last week, uh, but he didn't pull through and um, he's since passed away. But he was a really sweet guy and uh, I knew him my whole life. Uh, he was real close with my mom, especially after my my dad had passed away. He, they became really close, and um, they used to hang out and play Fortnite all night long, and they became really, really good friends. Anyway, um, he enjoyed watching the DoD 45 show. He would watch it with my cousin, with his daughter, and um, and uh, she said he would get a kick out of it. And um, so, uh, we'd like to pay tribute to him and, uh, wish him well on his next journey, uh, and also send positive positivity to my cousins, his daughters and all of his grandchildren rest peacefully. Kelly, um, did you want to say anything, Adrian? No, Kelly was just a really good guy and he was, he was surprising at how much he joined on this and then our drink and draws over COVID. And he was just a really funny guy. I didn't get to know him until after your dad passed away. And he's been a really good companion to your mom. And he'll be really missed. Yeah. It was really funny. 
Yeah, he wasn't really funny. You never knew what wacky stuff he was going to say. <laughs> he enjoyed, I think he was he was the type that he really enjoyed. Uh, rile, I think he kind of got a kick out of people getting kind of riled up. So um, that was, that. He yeah, he was funny that way. Um, yeah, he when Adrian says he joined the drink and draws, we do these things called the drink and draw with Ty on through Zoom during COVID. Because this will have been like a month since he passed by the time this airs. Yeah. Right? Yes. But I wanted to pay tribute to him on an episode because he did watch our watch the DOD 45 show. And like I said, he'd, he'd get a kick out of it. So um, a few ep- episodes ago, uh, I did a, I, I mentioned about almost crashing on my longboard. Yeah. Uh, my, one of my really, really, really good friends, Troy, uh, I posted that that clip and uh he, he said that's the universe telling you not to ride a longboard <laughs> but i was telling you that i think that it may your longboard trucks may have broken because you put all these your books in a giant box and it was too heavy for me to take from the garage to the truck so i put it we put it on your longboard and i rolled it over to the truck so that might have mm-hmm. i mean it was really heavy it was like five boxes. We should have just left the books in there. I'm really heavy. Boxes. <laughs> now, I can't imagine that being, the, but who knows? The trucks shouldn't break like that. But I don't know if it was your longboard anyway. Well, it was just funny that, that, that Troy had said that because he's, he's we're the same age, older gentleman, and he's still out there throwing down big old airs on his mountain bike and I, I've noticed that on his videos he's he's back on the actual skateboard skateboarding at skate parks so uh, good for him yeah. <laughs> yesterday we went to I hate how you always discount that you can't ride a skateboard because I didn't say that you, I, you do in our personal conversations you're like oh yeah I can't I, ride but you just you think that I mean if you just warmed up riding across the street for a couple weeks I think it would limber your muscles to get used to doing those. You don't have to go right into doing the tricks. No, I I, I know I can. I could take my skateboard right across the street right now and ollie up onto the curb. And that's oh. the thing, but don't do that. Because that's when you get hurt. If you, if you just got on the skateboard and rode on the street. I can Just the street for like a couple weeks. I can still Then I know you could. But it's a little more comfortable on a longboard now because you don't eat shit. <laughs> I know. I was only ever comfortable, more comfortable on a longboard. Um, we yesterday we went and saw the Beetlejuice musical at the Fox Theater in St. Louis. Uh, the show was really awesome, and that theater is incredible. If you ever, uh, any of you out there, ever go through, come through um, St. Louis, be sure to stop, find something to go see that Fox Theater because that theater is pretty incredible. I think we've talked about it on the show before, right? I'm not sure. Yeah. And tomorrow we're going out to Chicago to go see Jimmy Carr, the Chicago theater. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, all right. So I've got a, I, I've got a bunch of s- stuff that I'm going to burn through. So I wanted to just keep the intro short. Um, real quick, I want to do my movie share. The movie is called Lost Bullet. Uh, it's a wild ride of a movie. It's really good. It is a French-speaking movie. I don't know if it has a dubbed version, but why waste your time watching a dubbed version? Just... Uh, buck it up and 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 read the subtitles. Uh, it's got some super uh, insane car chases. Uh, I've never seen the Fast and the Furious movies because um, I imagine that they're shit. Uh, but this is like a French version, probably of a Fast and the Furious, but actually good. Um, anyway, it's about this genius mechanic that's trying to track down a car 
that has a, a bullet lodged in it that will prove his innocence from a false murder charge. Um, it's got these crazy awesome car chase scenes, explosions, but it's not just a dumb car. Well, maybe it is. Who knows? I don't know. It's really good. Check it out. Nice action movie. My song share is a song called Dance by ESG off their Come Away with ESG album, and it's a really groovy track. You know that song, yeah? No. Oh, it's a really groovy track. Uh, so check that one out. Um, my quote for today is, uh, I don't know who the quote came from, but it is, a robin never makes it back up into the trees without ruffling a few feathers. So I don't know. I, I don't know where that quote came from. I had it written down. Maybe it was something I said. Maybe it was something somebody else said to me. But... I'm sure you never said that. <laughs> That's probably not something I would have said. But sometimes I just write down thoughts in my head that I don't say out loud. Anyway. All right. So uh, let's get to our guest. Uh, he's not here yet. We, I'll just go through some stuff about our guest. His name is Corey Scoffern, a.k.a. The Grouch. Um, he was just on the Travelers podcast with Brother Ali. And I won't watch that podcast until after our discussion with the Grouch because I don't, I'll get, maybe there'll, something comes up in there that I wanted to talk about. But if I hear him talk about it, then I wouldn't ask about it. So um, anyway, check that, check him out on the, the Travelers podcast with Brother Ali. Uh, we just saw him recently at the Atmosphere Red Rocks show. Um, he was Grouch and Eli. That was fantastic. Um, so as you know, most, most people know, I don't like to wear merch from the guests that we're having on the show, but I'm wearing a Grouch hat um, because this this Grouch hat is kind of what got us the hooked up with this episode with the Grouch. Um, because at the Atmosphere show, down in the, there's like, um, what do you call that area? The, the backstage area, but it was like, at Red Rocks, there's this whole little underground area of the backstage. The green room? The gr I guess kind of, yeah. But I had, during the show, I went down, I was going to the restroom and I, and the grouch, there's this little corridor and the grouch was coming up. He was carrying around this basket of merch. Um, and I, it was just, no one was in the corridor, just him and myself. And we'd been asking the grouch to be on the show for a while since when we, he was one of the first guests we asked and he was down to do it, but then got so busy. Anyway. I saw his merch and I wanted to get a hat and I was like, I don't, I didn't want to bother anybody backstage, but he was right there. He was selling this merch. So I bought the hat and then said, I'm just reminding you, we'd love to have you on the show. And so he was like, yeah, I, I'm, I want to do more podcasts. So yes, I'll, I'll be on the show. So I'm wearing the hat because this is by, by me buying the hat sort of broke the ice for me to ask, ask him to be on the show. Anyway, I'm going to do my best not to drone on, but it's going to be hard because I'm such a huge fan of, the Grouch's music, um, so... I like when I talked to Eli backstage, I was like, hi, nice to meet you in person. He goes, nice to meet you. Who, who are you again? <laughs> Did you want to put that in there? <laughs> okay. I thought it was just funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I worked really hard at being invisible my whole life, and it's finally paying off. <laughs> Except for when you want it not to happen. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I should say hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, a lot of times when I make a playlist of music 
from our guests that we're going to have on. You know, I make the playlist to go for a run. A lot of times, a lot of people's songs are kind of unlistenable. Not all of them, but, you know, not every single song is good. I really, truly think that every single song that the Grouch is on is a good song. Anyway, I'm going to go through a lot here, so please bear with me. Uh, the Grouch had started with um, the Mystic Journeyman back in 93. They, that became the, the Living Legends. Um, and the Living Legends is the Grouch, Eli, Sunspot Jones, a.k.a. BFAP, as a Mystic Journeyman. Lucky I Am, a.k.a. PSC, as a Mystic Journeyman. Um, Scarab, Picasso, Aesop, Arata, and Bizarro, and a former member, Murs. Here, this track, uh, Rabbit Hole by the Living Legends from their Almost Famous album. It's uh, with Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit sample. Moderation. I found a way to pace it. I made it more acceptable this life, and I ace it. I'm faded on occasion and abrasion to the clean cut. Blended with my normal way of life, and now I seem stuck. Even when I'm not blue, I'm focused, and I thank you for opening that part of my brain I couldn't break through. Even though it's illegal, I consume and I participate in dangerous activities. I always thought that was a a Rolling Stones song. Yeah. Anyway, um, the, the the samples in that is really awesome um samples equal like familiarity like if you use a sample like that and i do that a lot with my artwork like i'll draw something familiar but do it in my own twist um now, people like this shit they already know yeah but then they want it, and then a little twist on it well and i'm saying that because they also living legends also has this song that our kids loved uh the song called 2010 from the legendary music album now what the cost of the company that's hogging up your artery cholesterol but it's spread it so thickly sticky fingers grabbing the sharp end of a box cutter leaving the blood of a soldier older why is that cola arena saturated with haters disintegrate with atom bomb drop it now they gone stop it as i pilot my palm on the boss holler my name in the shadows you can let nemesis better let a veteran head you off at the past last samurai deep sleep diving my uh that's featuring the sample from nirvana's the man who sold the world and i think that song the recording the only recording of that song is from uh, nirvana's mtv unplugged yeah our kids love that song so then so grouch is also part of a group called g and e um that's grouch and eli everything that they make together is good the 2009 album say g and e a couple songs off that that i'm really into uh, the song all in give some and take some i don't want no fake ones if i need new friends then i'll make some spin have my life on a search for nothing i came up with something it's on again i found myself by the river and jumped in it's all or nothing gotta be all in that's featuring gift of gab r.i.p gift of gab he died in uh, june of 2021 uh, also, there, uh, the Grouch and Eli's 2014 album, The Tortoise and the Crow. There's some bangers on that um, that I, that turn up in all of my playlists often. The track We Want the World. Ain't scared of the newscast, ain't scared of the past, ain't scared of the future, we ain't scared of your ass. Well aware of the chemtrails, ain't wearing no mask. Been hearing the grim tales, but still we laugh. You can modify all the seeds in your path, but you cannot supply real food, it will not last. People waking up, shaping up to a mass. Eye opening my The Grouch's flows on that are awesome. Uh, when the love is gone, I really dig the beat in that and the hook. We 
got to do something about this quick Cause Grouch ain't going out like a bitch Mama, she ain't raised no sheeple My soul goes deep as a landfill If there's holes, then we gon' mend them Dig within And say Eli, say Grouch Say Eli I'll let them sing it I'm Grouch, yes. and I'm dope A simple man to take notes I don't love a thank, I love my folks This mic is mine, don't get close Yes, his name is Eli And yes, his name is Grouch And yes, his name is Eli And yes, his name is Grouch Say Eli um, and then their 2021 album, What Would Love Do, uh, the title track on that is really good. That's the album I have their signature on back there. You can see it right over my shoulder. Love wouldn't judge your profession. Love would appreciate her blessings. I want to do as love does when I'm my highest me in the right frequency. Love has empathy. Love lives simply. Love is in your heart. Love is what we're meant to be. Tell me what would love do when I ask you what would love Zion I and Grouch, uh, their, their 2011 album, Heroes in the Healing of the Nation, track on there called Drop It on the One. Drop it on the one. Don't drop the ball, just drop your jaw. We'll drop a jewel, he'll top a fool. Sitting, spitting, aware of unwritten rule. Script and addict and diction, good for you too. There's some voyeurs who will employ us. Time's a million, am I the villain? No, I'm the hero. Keep that song's kick ass. Uh, the CMA, Cool Man Association, that's The Grouch and Lucky I Am. Uh, they got an album called All Over, and the track off that I really dig is called Are We There Yet? Wielding weapons, and many is aimless. Many's in danger, strange, so familiar what people to do for the dollar dollar bill, yo. With the steel toe blue collar, the true scholar. We hoop and holler for more, and the blues follow. As God watches, and the good people suffer. But hold on, little sister, be patient. I love you. The space in your cupboards, how you discover your stamina. And just quick, real quick, some music that I really, really, really love from the Grouch from the 2009 album Three Eyes Off the Time. The, the Weight of the World song, the music video of that one is a pretty heavy one. It's from 13 years ago. To the start's finish, let them know wherever the wind flows. To stay focused through the white rice and pintos. And when you make it to the quinoa seared fish, I pray to God that you don't have to hear this. In a suicide note left in an envelope for police, a 45-year-old man wrote that he killed his mother-in-law, wife, and three sons, ages 19, 12, and it's about like when YouTube was first coming out and like people getting killed on on camera, people recording like uh, the police shooting, stuff like that. It's pretty heavy material, but it's a really good uh, video. It's a really great track um, from his 2008 album, Show You the World. That was a real breakout solo album, I think, for the Grouch. Uh, that one's laced with bangers with tracks like Artsy. You ain't artsier than me Cause you chop up breaks and you dig in the crates You ain't artsier than me You're just a trendy lesbian, dreadlock despian You ain't artsier than me Cause you make weed brownies and knit wool hats You ain't artsier than me You pseudo-elitist, old school sap, 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 sap don't let an 808 scare ya. Shake stripes off your shirt and clear the whole area. I'm a humanoid too. And if you're cool with me, then I'll look past the void in you. Instead of through, I'm down with VWs. One of my favorite Grouch songs. That music video has 1.5 million views on it. 
And there's also a track from there called Breathe. It used to be stress, now it is breath. It used to be broke, now it's invest. It used to be faded and now it's controlled. It used to be underground, now it's known. It used to be young and now it's classic. It's still good music and it still is magic. I still am feeling true to myself, my family, my friends, my everyone else. And now I'm smarter. I put a filter on That video has 3.1 million views. And also the track uh, featuring Abstract Rude called God Bless the Elephant. I ask if you trust in your heart, plus do your part to be just. Shark fully up for whatever arises, cause God will forever provide us. Mnemonic devices, consciousness rises. True, it's so much easier not to care. Glad I got good people in my square who still care. Huh. Yeah, Abby Rizzle on an Instagram. That whole album is really, really good. Again, I'm just going through some of my favorites off of these albums. If you like the track that I'm playing along with this, then you should definitely go check out the entire album. Of course, The Grouch is a really popular song. I think probably one of the first songs that I discovered him from was a track called Simple Man. I'm just a simple man. I like pretty things. I'm a simple man, really. I'm just a simple man. I like pretty things, I like funny things I like my hi-hats on eight notes Basic, don't double up the flow I ride the beat, you chase it In the seat straight with the lemon squeeze to quench Sounds from the town, they pound with intent That's from his 2000 album, Making Perfect Sense He performed That's 23 years ago I know, isn't that wild. crazy? It, well, it is 23 years ago and he performed that at the Red Rock show Which I thought was awesome because I bet that's a lot where a lot like a track that a lot of people, um, you know, are familiar with. So um, his verse on lyrics, Bourne's um, track, Enough About Me, is awesome. Enough about me, let's talk about me. It wasn't me, it was a fame, it's a hell of a thug. I'm not my name, I'm a G-R-O-U-C, no love. Forgot the H for the hate pumps my ego up. Hit the brake, shake them off, let, let the spirit interrupt. It's really the same trip that everyone has taken. The search for he produced Felt's very first album. He produced the entire thing. Um, the album's called A Tribute to Christina Ricci. That And Felt is Slug and Murs. And that album also has um, feature scratches by our man, Mr. Dibs, who will be turning up in, an ep in this episode later on today to drop question with the Grouch. The Grouch spots up on other other rappers' albums and all, often, and in doing so, he immediately elevates them. That's apparent with the title track, Fishing Blues, on Al Atmosphere's album. Just like an answer calling, when I drop this line in the water, keep fishing, man, with a vision. Look, brother, I saw the future. Look past, I'll draw it for you. Strong words of an old soul. Don't rock my boat, I told them. Reel them in, throw back slow. Just like an answer calling. In 2019, he grouped with MERS, uh, and they are called These Hands. And the music video for the title track, These Hands, is is fresh. It starts off with them uh, getting into a fist fight <laughs> with some people that say These Hands is a stupid name for a group. Hey, um, so the name of this group should be called These Hands. Mercy Groucho, These Hands. Mercy Groucho, These serious? Hands. I'm That's dead the serious. Shit I ever heard. Who see These Hands? <laughs> that shit sucks. <laughs> you can't call it dumb. Only I can call it dumb, you dumb motherfucker. These Hands. Motherfucker, these hands built this from the ground up with a foolproof plan. These hands, motherfucker, these hands built this from the ground up with a foolproof plan. 
Also from that album is a song called Light Up Light Up the Sage. And it's really different from actually all of these hands is really different from what not really different, but it is different from what you normally know know the Grouch as. Um, from his like uh, peace and love stuff. The these hands stuff is like gritty and sexy. And I just I I mentioned that because I just saw the video uh, light up the sage and like this girl's like shaking her ass in the grouch's face and that's just very different from what I knew of him before. You laugh as she asked me my rising. I'm a Taurus and Libra surprised her. It's only for one of my lifetime says she wanted to feel me inside her. The glow of the candles was vibes. She channeled look right in my eye. My eye. We resonated, then I ate it. She stated I now was a part of her tribe. Twin souls seeking connection. Now she's sucking all on my erection. Pausing to tell me she's grateful and that I am such a wonderful blessing. Remember to always stay humble. It made me realize that I've been taken for granted my fanship of the Grouch. And I didn't even know that they had um, that he'd gone that he's doing these hands, and that he had recently not recently, but um, he's not no longer with uh, you know his ex anymore. So his music kind of changed into this single guy. Uh, um, anyway, it's just different. But I but I so I realized that I've taken for granted my fanship, and I've probably done that with a lot of people by only listening to their old stuff. So I'm gonna recalibrate my listening to other people's or to the people that I'm a big fan of. I had read in this interview from Hip Hop DX that the Grouch and, and Merce weren't even really friends, even though they were in Living Legends. I thought that was pretty interesting. Like they didn't even really care for each other all that much. But then as they got older, they they started um, to be a little more friendly with each other, I guess. But that, I think that That's happens. A pretty big group of people though. It's, I mean, the, the original group was like eight people, but even still, I get, you know, like, I guess as you get older and have kids, you start to have more in common with, with people. And so you start to get, you start to have more, you know, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting, it's an interesting interview if you're interested in going and reading that. So anyway, uh, in 2022, these hands expanded to the Grouch, Mers, and Reverie. And there's another cool video called Playtime's Over where Reverie kills the Grouch in the music video. And her and Mers bury him, bury him. And then he comes back as a zombie and kills them all. It's a cool video because Reverie, she's rapping and she's dragging the body of Mer of of the Grouch across this desert field. It's a cool video. Often winded, comprehended when I've caught up. Hands up on my knees, forward bended, not a product. Inhale it, not a brand. I'm offended. That was thought up. Understand my purpose ain't so surface when I waddle. Purchase since to swaddle my own model says it's simple. Always have a slow flow, you oughta change your tempo. And then the Grouch recently released a single called Don't Believe It with Jay Lately and Eli. Believe it, yeah, I'll be fine with some help. Help is on the way in the form of a new day that you can't recognize and you ain't figured out. Help is on the way in old clothes with a cool shape that you can't size up that you never knew about. I, I lost myself on this road, but I never gave you pee. Many miles to go. You're not a urinal. That's a really good song. Um... The Grouch seems to be in a good headspace right now, and um, we're lucky to have him on the show. I apologize that I rambled on and on and on, but I but I really wanted to point out some of my favorites, and I, it's a good opportunity for me to share his music with you guys. If you if you don't know, if you don't know who he is, I'm surprised. But anyway, that's that. So uh, coming up, just probably this month, 
depending on when this episode airs, is um, how the Grouch stole Christmas, and that is Grouch's tour where he himself and another headliner um, do this uh, Christmas themed, not Christmas themed, but you know how the Grouch stole Christmas. This year, his uh, the other person touring with him is Brother Ali, and that tour starts in November. And we will hopefully, you and I will hopefully be at the show at the depot in Salt Lake City on December 14th. Here, now, real quick before the Grouch is here, because I think he's almost here. It is, it is interesting on the How the Grouch Stole Christmas, it's a Christmas thing, that Brother Ali's touring with him for that. Because <laughs> Brother Ali's Muslim. What's up? This is Brother Ali and DJ Snuggles, letting you know that we're going to spend the entire month of December this year on tour with the Grouch, How the Grouch Stole Christmas Tour. All through the Wait, 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 we're doing a Christmas tour? Yeah, we're doing a Christmas tour. This December? Yeah, that's why you're wearing this outfit right now. So we're gonna do it all the entire month of December. Wait, like, sure you wait, can... wait, aren't you a Muslim? Yeah. So how is that gonna work? It's cool, you know, doing shows, you know what I'm saying? It's the Grouch, man, living legends, that's my brother. He's cool, all right, he's cool people. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's so, yeah, the How the Grouch Stole Christmas, those tickets I'm sure are available now. We'll ask the Grouch um, specifically if he knows when the when when ticket sales happen. We'll be right back with with the Grouch, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. I've been a longtime Grouch fan, so um, let's, uh, we'll be right back. Today on DOD 45 is my man, the spectacular the grouch yeah the grouch from the mighty living legends from g and e he's a spectacular rapper and producer he's a friend of mine he represents all coasts you know what i'm saying so our by tie man and the grouch together Ooh, what a combo so check it out dod 45 with the grouch and this is AWOL1 saying, eat your breakfast and neglect your lunch. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. D-O-D-45. This is the DOD45 show, drawing over discussions 45 minutes with a special guest. Welcome. I'm your host and resident artist, Ty of Art by Ty, and with my co-host, Adrian Taiwali'i, we're having conversations with people who I admire and am inspired by. On this episode, I'll set a 45-minute timer, put my pen to the paper, and we'll learn about our guest through an interview-style discussion. So stay right here with us to experience some laughs and maybe even learn a thing or two. Hey, thank you for thank you for joining us today. It's uh, it's actually a, quite an honor to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. So yeah, welcome to the Dod Forty Five Show. Uh, for the next forty five minutes, I'm gonna draw you a picture and we'll have a discussion. Um, Great. And I'm gonna draw you this picture, um, a wild thing, uh, where the wild things are themed piece. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to ask you real quick before I start the forty five minute timer to start drawing. Are you able to articulate what the reason is? why so much um of our generation really like is um attracted to where the wild things are uh honestly for me i don't i don't know why everybody else is it was a childhood book that i got and i always mostly resonated with the uh 
the artwork. The artwork is just beautiful. It's authentic. It's, um, you know, it's unique, I think, at the time. Um, something about the big monsters and the and the little boy, the the dynamic between those those two images and you know what they represent, I think just um, you know fell into the hearts of of a lot of people. Yeah. Did you did did you feel uh, an affinity more with with the kid or with the monsters? Um, I think. I think the monsters, bro. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like a big gentle giant with, you know, with horns and shit. I mean, that's definitely why I why it resonated with me. I, of course it was cool that the little kid like had this imagination imaginary world he could go to, but I wanted I feel like the person in the imaginary world. I feel that. Did you see Spike Jones's adaptation of it, the movie? I- that I, w- I would love to watch it i just haven't taken the time yet yeah you're a busy guy man but when you get a chance you should check it out because it's really good all right i'm gonna kick on this 45 minute timer and start drawing for you right you got something cool going already yeah yeah i like to get the outline just kind of figured out before i get into it um it gives us time i mean it's hard to like come up with it and have a discussion but it's a little easier for me to just sketch while i'm chatting yeah, man. I, I I was already like marveling at the idea that you can be such a multitasker and be so detailed with the drawings. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was kind of um, conceptually, it's really the only way that I can actually uh, maintain a conversation and focus is if I'm drawing and then I'm thinking more about it. Then I get then. that. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm going to kick off with some with some of our uh, standard uh crazy uh sophie's choice questions so in an alternate universe back in 1993 um rather than have the opportunity to team up with the mystic journeyman you're either able to make an album with Corey feldman or co-star in a lost boys sequel with Corey Haim, which is more appealing to you oh man i gotta be in the the lost boys sequel somehow no. <laughs> you'd be one of the frog brothers you'd be the other the new frog brother but <laughs> i'd be doing exactly but those the, those that movie was a shit you know yeah, have you tried to watch that recently at all? I have not. Yeah, I tried. I showed my. We have a seventeen-year-old and a fifteen-year-old, and and I feel like it still held up, but I didn't. They didn't seem very much into it. Too slow compared to all the short attention span, you know, create stuff for. for that people. is what it is, right? I think so. Yeah, my daughter does. <laughs> she doesn't want to focus on old movies. She'll watch some. She has a couple. Like she likes. Uh, Monty Python, that that holds her attention, but a lot of other old stuff doesn't. They they need like fifteen seconds, <laughs> real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, where do you feel most at peace? Los Angeles, the Bay, or Maui? Maui, yeah, no question. Did, and did you have friends and family uh, in in Lahaina? Um, I definitely did have friends and have friends and family there. Um, I know people personally who lost their homes and unfortunately I probably know people that died, but I haven't, I haven't heard anybody specifically yet. Right. Oh, what is such an awful thing? I mean, I prefer to keep it light, but I do want to uh, just uh, yeah uh, pay tribute to anyone that, um, that did suffer through that. Cause it's, that's an awful thing. And yeah, you lived in Maui for like quite a while, right? 10 years, 10 years. Did you, um, 
how, how did you first end up in Maui? Um, I used to go there. Well, the first time I ever went there was to perform with Living Legends in uh, on Oahu. And I fell in love with it immediately. And I really wanted to go to Maui. And there was a guy that was a promoter who wanted to bring us to Maui. But from the way he was talking, I didn't really trust that it was going to happen. And eventually it did happen that that guy finagled a way to get us over there. And when I got to Maui, it was just that specific island really called called to me and and made me feel at home and at peace like you said yeah and island life is is it's like it's real hard to break free of and what i mean like um it's so chill like you almost don't really want to do anything (laughs) yeah definitely that um you know it really is very close to paradise there in in certain ways and for me, it gets me into nature and it gets me into my family and it just gets me into my, my heart space and doing things that to me are, are more important to do. Taking yeah. time, slowing down, um, enjoying what God's created. Yeah, it's just different perspective. Did you feel productive like for your because obviously, I mean, music is your love, but you also have to operate it as a business. Was it hard to be productive business wise? Very, very hard to be productive business wise. I didn't want to I didn't want to look at computer screens and answer emails for 10 years. (laughs) Um, I did most of my business off of the island you know and i and i i kind of lived in two different worlds but mostly on the island i i set my life up to to where i could be there the majority of the time and when i left there then i was hustling but while i was there i did no hustling i just i just spoke about this recently actually on brother ali's podcast and I, I said that I had lost my hustle muscle and that's just what happened. And I wouldn't trade it for anything, but after a while, the after 10 years, I believe the universe led me back to California or God. And since I've been here, it's, it's been a shift of gears. Yeah. And, you find and- that hard to get into that gear? I'm in the gear now, so yeah. it's hard to get out of it. It's mm-hmm. hard to get out of it. What what I what I want to do is slow down and take some time. That's what my soul wants to do. But what my mind is telling me to do is keep pushing. Yeah, you, but you've been a grinder for, I mean, since at least 93. <laughs> yeah, and, well, I, I dropped my first project in 95, but I was probably working on it you know, I mean, I was working on building up to that since 93. Um, and yeah, I don't, I, aside from that 10 year break in Maui from 2008 to 2018, I was grinding hard and, and I still am, but I did take that, that long break where I, I can't claim that I was. Right. 
Well, I think it's paid off your grind. And th- I mean, not, not ask us. And like, yeah, you it's a, uh, it's the proof is in the pudding uh, besides your own, mu- besides your own, whose music are you excited to share with others? Um, I like, I like, I like Ab Soul. I like uh, Black Star. I will forever. If somebody somehow doesn't know who Erica Badu is, and that blows my mind because it happens, I love putting people onto Erica Badu. But that's that's crazy that there's some people who don't know who that is to me. That is crazy. Uh, do you know any good dumb jokes? <laughs> oh man, I'm the worst at recalling jokes. I, I I make up dumb dad jokes on the spot, but I don't have any in my memory bank, and that's pretty sad to admit here. But yeah, I don't have what one. Is, on. But do they when they happen? Do you does your daughter do they just hate it? Do they hate it when? You- oh yeah, they hate it. But <laughs> I, but pretty funny ones when when they hit. I know this really dumb one. Um, it's from the. This is the worst, but it's. Uh, the girl that I heard it from, there's that actress, the um, the girl, the actress that got stabbed, um, Reese. Well, what was it? What's her last name? Wow, I didn't uh, know. I don't know who you're talking about. Who got the, stabbed? The blonde actress that used to be married to that uh, Reese uh, Witherspoon. No, it was with a knife. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Got it. <laughs> Yeah, that one's the stupidest one, but I don't know. It gets me every time. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Let's real quick while while we got you here too. Um, let's do a, a, a um, Sage Francis social social media lurk. It's brought to us by Strange Famous Records. But um, uh, so Sage has uh, called or has posted a question for you. Cool. Based off of social media. So let's see what he had to say. Cool. What up, DOD45? What up, Grouch? Hey, thanks for looking out for a kid not so long ago at that California festival. (laughs) You saw me all by myself, totally unsure of what was going on or what to do. And I actually was okay, but because that's how I roll. But you looked out. You just made sure I was doing okay. I was doing okay. Thank you for that. Hey, uh, on December 16th, 2012, you posted... Don't tag me if your account is private. Now, I read it in that tone. It's most likely not the tone that you would actually use. But um, that was 11 years ago. The internet was different. What was so annoying about that? Was it because you couldn't lurk their account if it was private? And in 2023, are there any new internet type things that annoy you that you wish would stop or... Do you think everything's just the way it's got to be and we keep it moving? Let's change the world. Love y'all. Strange famous. Um, I, <laughs> I, I can barely remember back to 2012, but I think that that's even still an issue. When somebody tags me in their, in their account is private, then I can't see what they're tagging me in. Unless, right. And you can't share it. And I can't share it. So I don't, totally understand that they shouldn't allow you shouldn't be able to do that because what if they're also tagging it's like they're saying some gnarly shit you know yeah that's what i'm saying it's like when someone tags me i want to see what it is but i'm not gonna follow them just based on the tag yeah 
Yeah. Um, that that's funny. I I I hate the internet for the most part. I hate and love. I love it. Yeah. I hate. It. Uh, but what's what's really what's really it doesn't really get under my skin too much. Um, but now that we're doing this Living Legends album and Merce is not involved with it, every time we post, it's like, what about Merce? Where is oh on this album? Is Merce gonna be at the How the Grouch Stole Christmas? Why did Merce stop rapping? Um, why did you guys kick Merce out of the group? Which is not not facts. Um but there's just all these ideas around it, which I understand. But hey, Merce is alive and he's got social media. Go ask him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that, I I totally get that because I know I see it happens a lot with um. Well, we've become friendly with um Sage, so I I see a lot of questions that because I first was a fan, uh, mm-hmm. so but I see a, I and I have questions as a fan of things, but I would never just go on social media and bombard people with it. But I I see it all the time. I'm like, man, I can't believe you. You would fucking ask shit like that on people's accounts. Like, it's a little. It's just kind of. I I put myself in their position, and I wouldn't come at an artist like that. If if I'm if I'm announcing how the Grouch stole Christmas with Living Legends and Brother Ali, and the first thing you can say is "Where is Merce?" Then it just I don't know. It's it's just not the most conscious cool thing to ask. No, and I I that's why I think you're you're probably you're right on it's probably I mean people like to go on there and stir shit up too, you know, like they have nothing better to do. Yeah, they, it's it's mostly those kind of people, you know, I think. Yeah. 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 Who knows the mind of a of a social media I know for me, I don't engage on anything that I like because oh, I'm satisfied. Do? I no, because I'm satisfied with oh. what's there, but like oh. if something probably pissed me off like i might be more in i don't engage in anything but yeah, i might be more inclined to be like wah, 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 wah. so maybe <laughs> that, that's what's going on. that's interesting that's interesting i think you i i challenge you to engage on some of the things that you like i know i know i should i mean <laughs> like his whole business is <laughs> sometimes i see a lot of people who view my story for example but they never like it or they never say anything. And to me, it would feel good if, you know, there's even people that I know that I see on there and, and it would feel good if they said once in a while, Hey, I like this. Yeah. I guess I should clarify. I do part the stories (laughs) because it's a personal thing to them, but I don't necessarily want other people reading my messages or my comments oh, and I don't want to take time out of someone else's life to message I, them and say, I really liked your post. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I understand that. I, understand. <laughs> I, I don't do it all the time either, but I try not. I try. Not, I consciously try not to be the guy that only reacts to negative things. Right. Things that stir me up like that. Well, because- when I come, I, I I think I, I get what you're saying though because I have you know I got I use my social media to promote my business. It's been you know I've got my followers for a long time were what paid the bills, and I and I like it when people if I post something that I'm I'm proud of I like it when people go on there and say the good shit like 
for sure. I like this, like that. So I like to do that. Yeah. If someone's posting their new song that comes out, I really enjoy not uh, going on there and just saying like, "Ah, oh, this shit's fire," or even just throwing an emoji because it does. I think it goes a long way. Yeah, and then I will, say, uh, I will also say on the flip side, once those comments come in, I try not to just respond to the negative ones, even though those are the ones that get under my skin the most. But I'm appreciative for the positive ones, so I want to, you know, put some energy into that. And mm-hmm. uh, and I and I think I see a lot of people who only react to the negative things that people say about them. Yeah, or, and that's draining. Yeah. It is wild how how far, like, just how much that can affect you. Even if, like, in the position that you're in, just one little shitty comment can really... It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you let it, if I let it. Yeah, I try not to let it, but they still will every once in a while get to me. But then I just, I think it gets back at them if you just laugh at their <laughs> comment. That's right. That's right. Um, all right, this is a crazy. This is a crazy one. This is a crazy Sophie's choice. Okay, um, at a UFC prize fight, these hands is asked to be the hype group for one of the fighters' walkout. Who would you rather rep for? Uh, Bruce Campbell's hand from Evil Dead or the Thing from Adam's Family? Got it. Uh, the 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 Thing is classic and old school. Probably either before my time or around it. So I'm rolling with that. Uh, I think it's got to be way before your time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old is the thing? That's like black and white. I mean, Adam, yeah. I think it was yeah, black. Yeah. Um, you're 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 a consummate pro, so you're comfortable either way. But I am curious: Do you feel more in the zone, or feel more comfortable in a collaboration, like with you and Eli, or do you like do you feel better um, the solo? I much more. I feel much better with other people around me and collaborating with me and on stage with me stage on stage, doing a solo show is a lonely thing for me. I don't like it. I don't, I can do it. And I've proven to myself that I can do it for me. There's this weird pressure that always exists to do it completely alone, whether it's create solo albums go on my own tour for some reason there's something that tells me like you have to do that because you haven't done that you know your last solo albums were in 2018 you better make another one you know um and i don't know why that exists in in my head but i do know that i have a lot more fun creating and performing with other people I've said out loud to Eli before, like, I don't want to do any more solo stuff. I just want to collaborate. And in this world right now, you know, maybe I came to that realization or that idea because nobody wants to hear one guy rap for hours and hours and hours. They just oh, don't. That's interesting. Not in this world anymore. Unless you're, unless you're Drake, maybe, but... Not really, because you come out and you just get picked apart. Uh, yeah, I guess it takes a little. I mean, I know that's not why, like you said, you you enjoy the with being with someone that's not just so they take on some of the some of the well shit. I don't the, I don't, bur- the load. The load. Yeah, the burden. It is part of it because it's also daunting to think I have to write this whole song myself. 
Uh, I'm 30 years into this. I, I, I'm probably on 25, 30 or more albums. I don't know how many are solo, maybe 12. And I don't know. As I get older, I don't even want to hear my own self-talk. I wonder if one of the things that comes with the the collaboration, though, um, is like uh, if your work ethic, if you have like a really like, if you're not a procrastinator, but then the other person is like, does that become an issue that when does, you're collaborating? I will tell you that for sure. Um, and <laughs> I know I've been <laughs> both places where I've needed somebody else to giddy up and, and do their part. And I've been on the other side where I'm lagging. And, yeah. And uh, sometimes it happens like that. It, sometimes it's not because, sometimes it's because they're being lazy. Sometimes it's because they got a lot on their plate. Sometimes it's because the creative energy is not there and you can't force that. You might be able to at the deadline. Yeah. Some people wait. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, for me, I am a procrastinator. And when it gets to the last minute, then I get that crazy boost of energy. And I don't want to function like that. But it, yeah, it does. that's one of the things. What? Yeah, deadlines. Deadlines definitely get you moving. <laughs> right. Wait, I, I did have a question. Do you? So is the Grouch, the yep. Grouch Christmas tour, is that solo? Or is it you and Eli? No. Living Legends. And it also has Brother Ali on it, and it also has Reverie on it, and as well as DJ Fresh will be DJing for the Living Legends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're looking forward to that one. We're, we're planning on being there to the, the December fourteenth show in Salt Lake City. It's going to be a great time. Well, um, how, we have what? Well, we'll get into that uh, as, when we're closing out. Um, we'll get into like uh, specifics about that. Um, if you could get rid of them forever, which would you choose, mosquitoes or traffic? Traffic. <laughs> yeah, I guess I live in LA. I'm 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 definitely affected by traffic more than I am than mosquitoes. I was just wondering if you get a lot of mosquitoes out there in LA because I don't. We get them out here in the Midwest. It's awful. Yeah, we get them, and they're they're not my favorite, but I'll take I'll take them over traffic any day. I put essential oils on my ankles and my wrists, and that seems to keep them away from me. Yeah. Were they not bad out in Hawaii? Um, they got used to me, and they didn't. They didn't go for me anymore. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what happens. Because yeah, in Samoa, the 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 mosquitoes are unbearable. <laughs> right, right. Even for even for locals that have been there for no. their whole. No. No, they can, yeah, they, like they get used to it. Yeah, like you yeah. said, the, I think the mosquitoes just get used to them. Or also, I mean, my dad's legs, like, you know, after a while, they just become callous legs, and I don't think that the, the mosquitoes right. can, can puncture them. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> I had a theory, though, that, that our family doesn't eat enough vitamin B or doesn't get enough through our diet, mm. and that maybe... Okay. That, I don't know, because that's supposed to ward them off, but uh, they all eat quite a bit of meat out there. Right. We don't. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's. I. I feel like certain people have a certain blood type that they like. Maybe I'm not sure, or, or a certain sense, yeah. something like that. But for me, w once I was on the island for, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the first year it bothered me, and then it it didn't happen much. 
but it never, you know, certain people like my ex-wife, when we, before we moved there, she used to just get, you know, bit all over her entire body would be bites, you know? Yeah. They, and that's, that can be awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like miserable feeling. So, uh, so I'm thinking from 2008, that was like, was that, I think 2008 was the last official full album, Living Legends album. Is that right? Yeah, that was uh, The Gathering. And then I also put out Show You the World in that same year, which was one of my best solo albums, I think, to date. Is, is it difficult to get all the crew, everyone together to record a whole album? Because, I, you know, every once in a while, a single would drop or something. But Yeah, this is our first in 15 years, the, the first yeah. 15 years. And the only way to make it happen, because we try to just like meet here and there or you know i'd start a song with eli and send it around we tried that for like a few years and that didn't work and so that's where like those random singles came from oh. and sunspot and i came up with the idea that we just need to rent a place and you know book everybody for a week and that's how we got this one done Oh, cool. So like everyone just showed up with their with their verses and then Well, we didn't we wrote verses there on the oh, spot. Cool. Yeah, yeah. We we had a week together. We rented a house in the Coachella Valley. And, you know, we had a nice spot. We set up two or three different recording stations and we had people send us beats, you know, the week before. And so we had these big folders of beats. Eli brought beats. Um, Sunspot brought beats. I brought some. Didn't end up using them because there were so many beats that we had to pick from. And we just wake up every day and, you know, one or two or three guys would pick one for the day and they'd start writing and then they'd record their parts and then They'd give me that session in my room. I'd record my part to that and I'd transfer the session I started to the other room. And we just, you know, we, we, oh, that's cool. You, yeah, we knocked out 15 songs in that week. So yeah, that's the way you got to do it, force everyone to be in yeah. the same space. Were you guys hang like hanging out or was it all business? Um, we were hanging out for sure. We were cooking breakfast and dinner with each other. There's a pool, laughing, telling jokes. Um, do you do you feel like that that you could you that energy because you know I don't know the album I think didn't that come out uh, today or well no you guys are doing like a live thing tonight but it comes out on uh, ten twenty seven the end of this month so do you feel like um, that that energy of you guys being together do you think that people will that that'll be palpable feeling like what you we hear uh, can you feel that energy of like you guys are like together I think so yeah. Uh, that's cool. I'm not going to lie. There's not a lot of like intricate back and forth mic switch switch ups. And there's not a lot of like whole, you know, multiple voices saying the same thing. It's it is. It's similar to any other Legends album, but I think it has I think there's a cohesiveness to it. And I think you could tell. I think you could tell we were together. I'm not yeah. sure. 
Yeah, yeah that's cool though. That I like to I like to hear that stuff from group like groups when they go and record an album somewhere together. I yeah. feel like you can hear it in their I albums. Mean, I think people like to see us as a group and like to see pictures with us all in it and like to hear songs with multiple voices on it. I think that's one of the reasons they like Living Legends is we're we're a gang of friends who sometimes argue with each other, sometimes hug each other. And, you know, it's, I think people just resonate with groups of people who are focused on doing something together. Yeah. It's relatable. And, yeah. And it's, they, you know, we, we know that it's difficult and we know that it's beautiful when it, when it's executed. Well, so you guys are doing, um, I don't know if you're a part of it, but I'm pretty sure, but you guys are doing the living legends live Q and a thing on Instagram tonight. I mean, yes. that'll be, that'll already pass. Um, and then you do the, the pop-up shows with Eli often. And my, my question with that is, do you enjoy doing those things where you meet the fans, where you meet the people that listen to the music? Do you enjoy doing those things? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I cool. love it. I mean, those are the people who, you know, who really support. I mean, my whole thing is that I want to create art and share it with people. And then these are the people who have received it and they're giving me positive feedback on it. Like that's some of the most fulfillment I get out of uh, it. Yeah. 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 Cause once it leaves you and then it goes to other people to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's awesome. So they um, come up with their kids. They come up, you know, they come up with kids who know the lyrics to my yeah. song. They've, played my music around them for their their kids entire life and now their kid loves it stories like that where they come up with kids named eli nobody names their kid grouch but a lot of people name their kid. and <laughs> well, they that that's that is cool because i was gonna ask that because yeah our kids grew up on it so yeah they know the music they know it well and i imagine over the last i mean so our kids are 17 15 but a lot of people's kids now are in their you know, later teens. And they're, so they're bringing them to shows with them. And it's, it must be really satisfying to see multiple generations of people really getting down to your music that I imagine that that's a pretty good feeling. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, I just hope, I just hope those kids are listening to other things too. So they don't get teased too hard at school by the, <laughs> the mainstream kids. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So people no. like, they want to be that that different, and now everybody's different, so everyone's the same. Uh, let's go to a, we got we got a question from a, a question in from Mister Dibs. Okay, he told me it has to come with this with this photograph too. So um, I'm going to try to figure out how to share this I got photograph. It. I think okay, I can do it. Give it up, Mister Dibs on the turntable. Listen to more of this. Okay, there's can you see the photograph? I see the photograph. Okay, go all right, let's go. Here we go. Question from Mr. Dibs. Uh, hello, Kai. Adrian. Here we are again, streets of Cincinnati. No real plan. I sent you the photographic evidence for this question. Sure. About, sure. Um I sent you this photograph. One I sent you a photograph photographic evidence that leads into the question about the grouch. Ma'am, just wait a minute. Question is... No, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Sure. 
The question is, why are you slinking down that hall in a glorious Hawaiian outfit? I want to shake it behind you. What the fuck? Ma'am, why are you slinking down that hallway so gloriously in your Hawaiian outfit with that look on your face? That's the question, sir. Love you, Grouch. Well, okay, that that's a picture from the most recent play at uh, Red Rocks, and that's like that's pictures taken in the the tunnel that goes from behind the stage out to the front of house where they control the sound and the and the lighting and and the screens and stuff, and so. It's also taken at sound check because I was not wearing that outfit on stage. That's why I know when it was taken. I was wearing that outfit during the day. And that is a that is like a relaxed, comfortable Hawaiian style fit that I have. Two piece short set. I love it. It's fresh, dude. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and um and what I was probably doing was going up to the guy who controls um, atmospheres, stage lighting, and he was going to work the screens for me and Eli, and I was giving him the files for that. That's His name is Rio, which is the same name as my daughter. And yeah, that's what I was doing at that time. And I, I as I was doing all those things um dibs was sound checking and he was playing a lot of dope shit that i had to keep saying what the hell <laughs> is that? like i never heard that before what is it and i guess he just got done with his sound check and i just got done dropping off my files to rio heading backstage that's that's the you full weren't, you weren't creeping on dibs nah. <laughs> you should have been <laughs> I, I, i'm not the photo bombing type <laughs> no, that he'd have been creeping on you. You should have been creeping on him. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll take it. Yeah, when you I saw you came out of the hotel in that in that. Yeah, man, that that's it's a it's super fresh. Oh, I'm sure you got a picture on that. I'd like to share that with people. But um, yeah, Dibs' set was 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 fucking mind numbing, man. That was it yeah. was fantastic. Everyone, you guys, the whole show was so great. Yeah, that was that was very dope. It was great to see Dibs. I don't know when the last time I seen him before that. Um, definitely love him. And uh, yeah, that when was I was going over 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 stuff in the intro, I like to go over like uh, music and stuff of the guests that we have on the show. But I, for some reason, just slipped my head. That I mean, I knew you would produce the entire Felt album, but I guess I just didn't think that that it was all like Dibs and scratches on that. But I don't know why I didn't think that. But I thought that was cool. That, that's a project that is like, I I hear that a lot. I hear a lot of people say, well, I hear a lot of people say, I know I didn't know you produced that. I, I know it's not the best one that they created. I mean, Ant, Ant kicked my ass on the next one, but. Oh, I think it was awesome. It was a starting point. It was a great time recording that and working on that with Merce and, and Slug. Um, I did not work with dibs on that. I wish he would have been there for that too, but, but I guess they, they got the scratches added. 
after they recorded. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering is if, yeah, um, yeah I guess you guys didn't work that, that specific. That, that project was recorded at my house um, in, in my garage studio in Los Angeles. And so Slug had flown out for a week or two and we just were work knocking it out every day. Kind of like what I was talking about, about the Legends album. I mean, you know, you just set that side, set that time aside and make it happen. Yeah, that's a good way to do it, I think. Yep. I mean, yeah. Well, speaking of that album, we'll, we'll do a Sophie's Choice on that. We got about five more minutes till this timer goes off and then we'll do the, we'll hit you with the rapid fires to close it off. Cool. Um, so I'm, I'm putting together this fake date night so it's a date night okay and you're going you you can either go see them um go see the movie where the red fern grows with christina ricci or mm-hmm. the fern goalie with christina aguilera christina ricci got a fat at her ass <laughs> <laughs> at least when yeah. she was popping she did so that's that's what i'm going with I, I i like both of those women do you uh who do you have a lot of respect for in the music industry uh, most deaf. Um, Erica Badu, Fela Kuti, Bob Marley. Uh, I like Leon Bridges. I like uh, Jay Electronica and how he does things. I, I respect certain things about Jay Z, and then a, a lot of things I, I just think is, I don't so. I respect Brother Ali. I respect Slug. I respect Dell, Hieroglyphics, Merce, Abstract Rude, um, Black Alicious, Zion I, and so many other independent underground artists, visionaries. There's The list could go on and on, but those are the artists that I have a lot of respect for too, because it's hard to do what we do and stay around doing it. Like you said, it, it, I'm, I don't know how, like what the difficulty is, but I know that it's probably obvious, but, um, mm-hmm. or not obvious, but just like being underground. And I don't know if that's the proper term or anything. I've always just said underground hip hop or like craft hip hop or something, but it is so great to see those of you who I discovered unfortunately through napster days that was where i discovered a majority of the of the hip-hop that i now celebrate these days which is why we do the show but it's so great to see a lot of you not all of you but a good number of you still still grinding it out and people appreciating that's exciting to me yeah yeah same yeah yeah um all right well i'll i'll no i was just wondering if you if you do if you reflect on your career and if so what kind of feeling does it give you does it these are, are there regrets or does it feel like satisfactory or mm, know, what kind of things? I, I have do? a love hate with it because I feel like a lot of it is, is very, for me, it's cringe. If I go back and listen to a lot of the old stuff. Um, but then there's stuff that I'm, that I'm proud of and that I can stand behind. And I'm just uh, grateful that I've been able to create, at least a few songs that people hold dear to their heart and and have helped them in their lives. Because I get a lot of messages about how, you know, this particular song has helped me get through my addiction or my breakup or 
whatever it may be. Um, sometimes people are in the actual moment of struggle and they're saying, this song is bringing me light today, you know? And so yeah. I'm, I'm just really grateful for that. And I know that there's things that I've created and put into the world or been a part of that have been created and put into the world that have helped other people. And that's what makes me feel the best. Yeah. I imagine that's a great feeling. Do you, when you real quick, do you, when you are uh, putting together a set list, uh, like uh, at, at the Red Rock show, you did perform um, Simple Man, which is a 23 year old song and mm -hmm. uh, artsy. Um, and I wondered, are those the type of song that you're talking about? Like, those are the songs that you can look back on and go like, I'm real proud of this one. I definitely want to bring it out for a show. Or is it more of like, I know that um, the fans really enjoy this from me. How, is there? A, um... Well, well, to me, I think that those songs exemplify uh, traits of myself that I've had all along and that I still have. And so they, I, they, they feel very true to me. And so those are always go-tos for me. Um, I think the one that kind of goes with the last answer I gave the most is the song breath. And that's, oh, yeah. that's the one that people, I, I think it's my most streamed and most, it's like 3.1 million views. Yeah, that's that's uh that's I'm grateful for that and it's also sad at the same time. But um when you <laughs> when you look at the hundreds of millions of views that an actual really popular song gets. Um but also <laughs> but also I'm I, I'm grateful, like I said, I'm not I'm not bitter, but it's something that I think about and I try to understand and I and I do understand it to a sense and innocence. And I, I was put here on this earth to play the role that I'm playing. And I'm and I accept that and I am grateful for it. Yeah, that's good. That's a good attitude. Well, I'll close this section out and then we'll go into the those the quick rapid fires. But I, I like to end, um, end this part of it with the question. Uh, what advice would Grouch 2023 give Grouch 2000? Um, yeah. I would tell myself to not worry about what other people think so much. Yeah, that's good advice. Would you listen? Would Would Grouch 2000 listen to Grouch 2023? Hell, hell. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right uh let me i'll hit you this is um this is a segment we call the dish where we get served um and they're just uh it's called the dish first worsts and last Um, the first, the first one. We'll start off with uh, your first. What was the first concert you went to? Oh my God, that's the that's the one that I never thought of the correct answer for. Um, uh, the I'm, one that really I'm, sticks out. I'd be the worst guest that this that ever lived. Um, I I literally can't think of the first concert that I went to until high school, and that was probably. 
did was one of them did one like what one really made you go like oh i really I enjoyed call it, i wouldn't even call it a concert because i don't think i went to i didn't go to like big artist concerts i was interested in underground hip-hop and i think blackalicious oh you know, cool gift of gab in berkeley california and hearing him do um what's it called uh Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I can't think of the name of the song right now. Sorry, this, I, I totally blew the rapid fire first question. No, it's fine. <laughs> 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 oh, but sometimes, and I, I was usually, that the alphabet song? No, that's that no. oh. Swan Lake. Swan Lake is the name. Oh, of the Swan song. Lake. Yeah. Who was your first celebrity crush? Um, I I'm gonna roll with uh, Vanity from the movie purple rain oh that's yeah that's good that's a that's a first yeah everyone seems to go with like soleil moon fry or or christina applegate but yeah that's a good one i think i'm older than those people yeah (laughs) what was the first podcast you were ever a guest on i actually don't know when people started slinging that term around um i was on something called the stevie weeby show Maybe oh, yeah. go, and that one stands out in my mind. The first one that I know was like an official, officially called a podcast was the Brother Ali Travel oh, yeah. podcast that I did a couple of weeks. Have, yeah, I'll be listening to that after this episode. I don't like to listen to podcast interviews before I'm having a guest on because then they you might cover something that I wanted to ask, right. and I you know, yeah. But yeah. I'm planning to listen to that. What was your first car? My first car was a 1972 Plymouth Valiant. Was it reliable? Man, it got me around. I delivered pizzas in that car. And it, oh, yeah. got, and it got me around the hills of Oakland, which are windy and steep. Um, so it, was, it did a good job. It did a good job for, for the style of car and the year that it was. Did you have to put one of the magnets on it and everything? Like the pizza no, delivery? No. Oh. Oh, okay. I just I just used to bump hip hop music and drive around and deliver pizzas in incognito style. That's it. Yeah, that's a good job to have. Huh? Was, I mean, that's a lot, a lot of actors or or like musicians like that job. It was great. It was my last official job. When was the first time you cried watching a movie? <sighs> Maybe E.T. Oh, oh, back yeah. in 83? That one yeah. made me cry for sure. Wait, was that the last time? It no, was first, like was, when was the first time you... Oh, first. first yeah. Oh, I cry in movies all the time. Like, uh, I cry in a lot of movies and my my daughter will like look over to me and say, Dad, are you crying right now? <laughs> and, and it's like not even necessarily a crying type part. But yeah, movies... I, I, I shed a little tear at uh, the Beetlejuice... Um, Beetlejuice musical last night. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, I sobbed like a baby. I had, sorry, this is gross, but I had snot like running down oh, my, my face and I had to dig into my purse to find like napkins. I was not expecting that. I don't know. I, I, I like to cry. Like when, yeah, I, a- when I'm, when I'm crying, I'm like, wow, I actually have feelings. Yeah. It's a, oh. did, did you ever, when growing up, did you try to um, hide, hide? crying at all or have you always been comfortable with it probably yes uh 
I, well, at some point, I think when I was a kid, I was more of just a cry baby, and I cried, oh, yeah. and then, yeah, like when I was a teenager, then it wasn't cool to cry, so I I tried to stop, hold hold it in, and you know. Well, it's kind of cool for this generation now that they're a little, they're able to be more open about it. It seems yeah. like they, I think that's a better way to live. Yeah, me too. I yeah. mean, you know, there's the there's the general boys don't cry uh, concept in the world, but I didn't have like a father that was telling me don't don't cry, you know, men don't cry. I didn't, I didn't have that, so yeah, I never like. I don't think that concept fucked me up too much. Yeah, I think I ne- I never had a I wasn't able to cry. And then mm. when I was able to, I really enjoyed it. It's a really breath of fresh air. Oh, I hate crying. <laughs> I hate crying. You hate it? I hate crying. Yeah. I always mean, crying. Just kidding. I will <laughs> say that it's like if I'm if I'm crying out of pain, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I can't say I like that. But for yeah, some reason, it does, it does like create some sort of release. What's the worst sound? Uh, cats fighting and cats in heat. Noises that cats make. Oh, are you a cat? Are you a cat or dog person? I'm. I. I'm not the best pet guy. Oh. I don't really like cats, but I got my daughter a cat, and so we have a cat. We have two dogs. I. I like dogs, but I'm not. I'm not like a. I love animals, but I'm not like the kind that lets them sleep in my bed or hugs them or lets them lick my face and all that kind of stuff. I don't get, I don't get too close to them in that sense. I appreciate them. I I do love them, but I don't, I don't get too deep with animals. To be be honest. Did you have pets growing up at all? Um, kind of the same kind of the same way like we had a cat that would come in to eat and then we wouldn't see the cat that much I didn't, I didn't lay and cuddle with the cat and all that kind of stuff I just just there around what's the worst hairstyle you ever had uh I tried to braid my hair once like in like the cornrows or not cornrows oh. like more when it more when like I don't know if you remember how crisscross used to have their hair. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, I tried to do that one time and it was the most embarrassing thing. I don't know how I left the house like that. Did you initially feel super fresh when 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 it was done or did you immediately go like, "Oh shit." <laughs> yeah, I knew it wasn't right. I knew it wasn't right. Did you have your clothes on backwards? No, I did not have clothes on backwards. I was not like I wasn't like a huge crisscross I wasn't a crisscross fan. It's just that, like, well, let me try that style in my hair. Like, yeah. maybe, maybe that could work in my hair. And it was ridiculous. What's the worst kid's toy? Worst kid's toy? I'm kind of traumatized by the plastic bowling set. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I think... I think I was like 12 or 13, maybe 12. And we were on our, I was on my way to a birthday party to get dropped off at a birthday party. 
and it was a pool party. And I was with my stepdad and we went to some toy store because we hadn't got a present, but we were already late. And for some reason, the toy store was very limited. And he ended up convincing me to get this plastic bowling set for the pool, which makes no sense. And <laughs> it was just embarrassing to give that gift. And cool. it, like, we're 12-year-old boys, and that's like a something that like a six-year-old would get. And so... Did you, you give, did you still give it as a gift? Yeah, I still gave it as a gift, and it was just oh, the most... You know, like they laughed at it or whatever. And oh, man, that's <laughs> I was like, this is a toy for a six year old, you know, and I don't Happy know. Birthday. <laughs> so, so forever traumatized about that. Oh, toy. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what, <laughs> what's the what's the worst smell? Oh, the worst smell. Burning hair. Oh God, yeah, that's yeah, that's awful. That's a great answer. Uh, what's the worst professional wrestler's name? Uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> that was such an interesting choice for a name. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, why? I what, yeah. There's a lot of bad ones out there. I don't know that many. I don't know that many. <laughs> I think they're all bad. No, they're all great. But Brutus the Beefcake. Brutus the bar was it the barber? I think it's the barber. <laughs> Brutus the barber beefcake. Br- yeah, either way, even just beefcake is a shit name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, I just remember thinking that's a that's a weird name, you know. <laughs> what about worst flavor? Uh, worst flavor. I I I actually like most flavors. Uh, are you a foodie? I love you consider yourself. I I love every single fruit. I love every single vegetable. Um, I don't think I've ever tried a fruit or a vegetable that I don't like. And, but I will say, when it comes to candy, I'm just gonna go with. I don't. I I feel that the candy company should make less yellow (laughs) candies, whether. Whether it's lemon or banana. Mm. Oh yeah, who makes a banana? Oh, Runts. Runts has a banana, like a banana-shaped yeah. candy too. Like it, it seems like when I buy a pack of candy, there's like two or three flavors that I really love, and then there's a bunch of oranges and yellows. And for me, those are like the bottom of the barrel flavors. And it seems like those are always have the most numbers, and I don't understand why. Yeah, like raisins in a... Well, I'm not a big raisin. Do you eat them anyway? I do, but I save them till the (laughs) end where I'm like desperate. Yeah. You know, like, oh, there's there's no more candy, so I'll eat the yellow ones. (laughs) I don't know if there's people out there that like the yellow ones the best, but it doesn't make sense to me because it's not like... It's not like there's probably... You know, is it cheaper to get the lemon flavor than the cherry flavor? No. I don't understand it. That is interesting. I don't notice. Uh, with candy, all I taste is sugar, so I don't even really taste the flavor. I'm not a right. big candy person, but... but I'm um, a sour candy head. Oh, do you like a really sour? Do you like uncomfortable sour? Yeah, I love all the sour candies. Oh. It's, what's a, what, what's it, your favorite candy? 
if you make fruity candy and you don't make a sour version, I don't understand you. Do you have a favorite candy? Uh, right now, Mike and the sour versions of Mike and Ike's are crazy. Uh, They're crazy. Yeah. Well, we'll continue that into these favorites then. Do you okay. have a favorite Living Legend track? Uh, probably Never Falling Down. Never Falling Down. Favorite professional wrestler? Probably Andre the Giant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a good one. He didn't have a moment to, to be like a total asshole. So he, right. Right. yeah, he was always good. Yeah, that's good. That's a good answer. Do you have a favorite comedian? Dave Chappelle. Nice. Are, are you into comedy at all? Or do or you take it? You could take it or leave it. I love comedy. I'm uh, not... Uh, like study it like super deep but i watch you know the current specials and stuff like that i like stand-up yeah stand-up's yeah. a good yeah it's a good feeling laughing is just as exciting as crying oh um, i love, love yeah it. i hate <laughs> laughing <laughs> you're gonna learn adrian hates a lot of shit <laughs> and that's like her, that's I, her thing <laughs> My name's The Grouch. I should be saying that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Do you have a favorite cereal? Cereal? Uh, Fruity Pebbles. Oh, are those the small? No. Are those are the, the Flintstones ones, I think. Oh, yeah. The little mini, like, are they kind of like Rice Krispie-ish? It's not? disgusting. It's like... The, They're flaky. The closest thing to eating candy for breakfast that you can get, probably. Oh, almost all cereals, I guess. Yeah. Favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Mm, I, I, at the time, Terminator, maybe. Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah. Do you have a favorite children's show? Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, oh yeah. Did you ever? Good. Did you do you know those guys that produce that show? I don't. I always uh, thought. It, I, I thought it was like awesomely put together, though. For some reason, I think the Tongan family, uh, there's a Tongan family, or like a bunch of these Tongan guys were, were worked on that for a while. I, I think they were in the suits. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Was we, we have a friend that was friends with the guy. Yeah. No. You, um, DJ Lance Rock. Yeah, that show was awesome. That was man. good. Is your, is your daughter around our yeah. kids' age? That, I mean, that's, that's when we would watch it when she was young. And then, yeah. but it was like just as entertaining for me as it was mm -hmm. for her. It was so good. Do you have a favorite TV sitcom? Uh, I really like Curb Your Enthusiasm. I don't know what kind of humor you call that, but it's sarcastic. It's smart. Sarcastic, smart, subtle. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you have a favorite album from when you were younger? Uh, Michael Jackson Thriller. Yeah, it's such a great album. Well, and then do you have a favorite album now? Uh, I couldn't leave it to one. I was trying to think about this, and one of the albums that I can play front to back forever and ever and ever is Leon Bridges' Coming Home, um, Erica Badu, Mama's Gun, the new Black Star, No Fear of Time. 
And then I wanted to say Bizarre Ride to the Far Side is a forever one for me. And then current album, I like Absol Herbert album. A favorite late night snack? Um, popcorn with butter, nutritional yeast, um, Parmesan cheese and hot sauce with, with sour pickles on the side. Do you do it? Do oh, you do I'm it? Gonna take note of that. Yeah, the sour pickles on the side is awesome. Um, yeah. Do you do the um, kernel? Do you pop them in a popcorn maker or in a pot? I pop them in a popcorn maker currently. Yeah. I, I I switch up my styles every once in a while. I love popcorn, and oh, I also sprinkle a little bit of garlic uh, powder in them too. Um, How often we get in the popcorn? Uh, there's no like regular schedule. Sometimes two or three times a week. Sometimes I'll go a week without it. Sometimes, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, I, I probably <laughs> never, go, never go two weeks without it. I don't think. That's so good. It's a dangerous, it's dangerous. It's Why? so good. <laughs> dangerous. Is it bad for you in a way? Uh, no, 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 no. It's just like once, once we start, once someone pops popcorn at our house, cause we have a popcorn maker, we do a lot of popcorn. Like once I'm, you smell it, it's like, it's on. <laughs> I love it. Like me and my daughter will sit down and watch something, but not really even really we're like the really watching is watching something is is to be able to have is like the excuse to make popcorn almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll make a huge bowl of popcorn, and we'll sit there, and we're literally like fighting each other for the kernels. When <laughs> which we we like the kernels that are half popped, like they're oh. like little tiny crunchy half popped ones, and so we'll both be like scouring the bottom of the bowl as we sit there and watch and she'll be like getting mad at me because I'm eating all of those ones. <laughs> oh yeah. We, I do not like those ones. <laughs> no, I know we're wrapping up, but what, what hot sauce? Oh my God. Erewhon habanero hot sauce. Erewhon's like the most bougie um, grocery store in LA. They make okay. jokes about it. And you know, all the celebrities yeah. go there, but their hot sauce and most of their products and their food there is like unmatched. Um, so that's my top choice for hot sauce, uh, habanero hot sauce from Erewhon. But traditionally over the years, like I've been doing this same recipe for popcorn for, for like 25 years. And so before that, it was just tapatio. Okay. Oh, yeah. But, but the tapatio doesn't uh, compare anymore. Mm. What was Tumex's joke, Adrian? Tap tap your uncle and call it Tapatio or some uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, we've been served. That's that's uh, that's the dish. We've been served by the Grouch. But it was such a pleasure having you on our, our show, and I really appreciate you taking the time to, to join us. I I always say that our work is awesome. Well, thank you. I will definitely give way more detail, and then I'll get it sent out to you with a little care package that we like to send to our guests. Um, 
but this is the amount that I can get done in the 45 minutes. Well, before we let you go, um, for someone who's been living under a rock for the last 20 years that's never heard of your music, what album of yours would you tell them to start with if you were if they were a first time someone never heard of you? The album is called The Grouch, Show You the World. It's got a picture of me with my daughter on my shoulders on the cover. It's got the songs Breath and Artsy, um, as well as some other good ones. But that to me is probably the solo album that I'm most proud of. And that's the one once some, I mean, and I know that because that's one of my, one of my, it's up there as one of my favorites. All of them, all of them are my favorite. But that's one if someone hears, they will definitely get a sense of what they're going to, whatever else they get from you is going to, that's a good jump off point for them. That's a I good, think, great I think so. Thank you. Yeah. And then what, what can we plug? What's in the, what's in the future? So we got How the Grouch Stole Christmas. Yeah, we have How the Grouch Stole Christmas in December. And you can get tickets for that at the therealgrouch.com. And then we have the new album called The Return from The Living Legends. And you can buy pre-sale bundles of merch and albums right now on legendarymusic.net. What's the best way to pe- for people to stay informed with your moves? How do you like that? How do you like them to, to, to gain access to what you're up to? Oh, I'm most active as far as social media goes on Instagram, and my handle is the Grouch. Um, but aside from that, I guess my website always stays updated, and that's therealgrouch.com. All right. When do you have any final words for the people? Uh, peace and love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for watching this, and thank you for having me, my brother. Yeah, thank you so much. I look forward. I very much look forward to seeing you guys perform in Salt Lake City. I'm longtime fan of your music, long time, like really yeah. been in. And um, you, you're you're um, you're a huge uh, guest for us. So thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you. Okay. Guys. Thank you. Thanks. All right, peace. Peace. From my corner of the globe, let's probe, let go Gonna take you on a ride, but give it breath slow Echo my intentions, big horns, newborn Fornicate with your fate, show a great many forms Who me? I know a record Alright, there you go Now, that was um, probably the most organized I've ever kept in an interview Huh <laughs> I was hitting all my marks Like, yeah. go to the stage, go because usually I get to the end of this But I, I knew he, he, they're doing a, a Living Legends tonight well, this will already have passed, but they're doing a live Q&A thing. And um, uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, that was great. I'm, I'm really happy that we were able to, to, to get him in on the show. Like I said, he was one of our first people that we asked to be on the show. And he was down from the beginning. But he, We'll have to throw some of the hob sauce in there. Yeah. In I, his care package. I wonder, I, I did, I know, I got really interested. I wanted to know if the hot sauce kind of melts. Um, you know when liquid touches yeah. popcorn, it kind of like disintegrates? Our friend Joel used to do the hot sauce when he'd make it, didn't he? I don't remember, but I know the nutritional yeast is a big thing on it. A lot of people do that. I, I've seen the hot sauce. So- I think you've tried to do the hot sauce thing, but I don't get how you get it to get like, oh, can you can you, you like, put it in a spray? Well, I think or people do like, they do this thing where they spin the bowl and they... Oh, because I feel we like... We don't have big enough bowls for yeah, any of true. that. But, uh, I feel I, like once you put the hot sauce in there, it soaks, in, like it would just soak in one thought, pot. But maybe if you're constantly like, maybe you ha- he probably has some sort of rhythm. 
Well, you know that spray that we use when we're spraying with the oil? Couldn't you do that? Couldn't you put hot sauce in a sprayer like that? Do you know what uh, oil? Well, oil and water don't really work well together. Oh, so you wouldn't? No, 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 no. I'm not saying put Vinegar. it in the oil. I'm saying, could you just have a sprayer with hot sauce, <laughs> like to spray the hot sauce? Can you imagine me with a hot sauce spray? No, that would be crazy. I don't, is, do most people, is that a common thing, the spray of the oil? So when we make popcorn, I was, I wanted to get them out Some of there because I didn't have to bring Pam. They buy Pam, oh. which is a spray, but I just bought a, a spray bottle for oil so we could spray the popcorn yeah so olive oil. that's what we do when we pop it when we we put it in the popcorn maker and what i do is as it's coming out of the popcorn maker i'm spritzing it with that spray mm-hmm. but I, with the um olive oil just really letting it have it and it's so good it's so um refreshing that's a good he had great answer what refreshing not ref- well you know like when you want to have <laughs> like a late a night pina colada well, but like a late night snack, like if you want to feel kind of healthy about it, popcorn's the way to go. I love popcorn. Yeah. But well, I don't fibers. know. I'm nutritional yeast is good, but I, it's the butter that I think is probably not grand. But I guess what's the difference between butter and olive oil? That's a that's one feed of Google. Google. Oh, there's a big difference there. Okay. Well, I believe it. <clears throat> but I'm not against people eating butter. No, I'm not either. I'm just saying Especially that. Especially if you have a metabolism like the grouches. No kidding. Yeah, he could probably eat He's five eating sour sticks candy of butter. All day. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering because I do a lot of, or I did, I'm, off, I'm on the sugar wagon. Right? On. Yeah. So I have, like, I'll go for that really sour, sour candy. And it sounds like he goes for the pretty hot, hot sauces. I wonder if that's a certain palate. No, I'm not saying oh, me and the grocery so much alike. <laughs> but hot sauce or sugar? Because the habanero is pretty hot. Not a lot of people just... that. And then, no, the sour. That super right. sour stuff. You know, kind of bur- utilize like, oh, it burns my tongue. Burns out my tongue. Yeah, when he said habanero hot sauce, I immediately, like, anytime someone brings up hab- habaneros, I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to bring up hob sauce. But I didn't want to do it. No this time around but yeah we should definitely in the care package we'll send them some hob sauce um <clears throat> what what else anything else you want to recap on from the the conversation or anything you want to mention here before we we close out the episode no um are you sure mm-hmm. <laughs> i think we're done just Art by tech everywhere. Well, I do have a few things. I do want you to check out the Under an Hour books. That's my my latest book. I'm getting a lot of great feedback from people about it. I really am happy with it because it's got it's the only book that I put out that's got um, commentary on it. So it's my written commentary about certain drawings and stuff. And they're just cool little doodles. You can't get them as prints anywhere else. So um, that's a good book to have because it's drawings that I sketches that i've done that you can't get anywhere else so um that's available at artbytie.com um we'll probably when tennis airs we're probably wrapped up with ink tiber those ink tiber pieces will be available at a, a show called intrinsic my solo art show at the chicago gallery the jackson young gallery in chicago in april of 2024 uh, so keep an eye out for that um, remember to stay the hell away from our Twitter or X at DOD45 show. And then like Adrian said, all our, our socials at Art by Ty or at DOD45W on Instagram. That's okay. the best place. Subscribe to the, the Grouch's YouTube channel. Uh, he's got a, a lot of his videos and stuff up there. It was, 
I mean, he is big time. But yeah, when I'm thinking, if I had a video that had 3.1 million views, I'd be excited. <laughs> you know, I was thinking because he made the comment, yeah, but that's kind of low compared to the people with hundreds of thousands of views. And I wanted to say, Mil well, uh, hundreds of millions. Yeah, I wanted to say, yeah, but at least you can walk, you know, you can walk into a store and not be bombarded with people. Because oh, if you had a hun hundreds of millions of views, your life wouldn't be your life anymore. That's true. You would have to be in hiding all the time or just know that you're getting your picture. Not yeah. Maybe he's not. Who knows? No, maybe he, the paparazzi's all over him, but. Well, and I get what you're saying there. And and I think he probably, I mean, most people understand that as well. But the, the gripe is like that song, especially the Breed song, is such a great song. I mean, I brought it up in the intro. It's so great. And um, like, why does a song like some piece of shit song from some super famous musician that's all like, because most people don't have any taste and so there's that what a it is? poor group of people with different types of taste and um that want a different kind of flavor than the mainstream if if he were to go mainstream i'd probably not listen to that's him true you are very much like that but they not only that, out. it I is funny it. to say, yeah, you're mainstream because I still go like 3.1 million views for a, a, a song. Like, that's 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 awesome. And the and the video, it's a good video. Anyway, all right, yeah, I thought that that was a that one shocked me. Like, oh wow, yeah, I guess I guess if you I mean, you always want to get it in the it's eyes. It's never good enough more. for you artists. No, because you want more people to be able to appreciate. Just want, just want more and more and more. No, not just. I'm like just a, kidding. Let's uh, go. I got to go. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll get out of here from all of us here. Uh, thanks again, Grouch. Thanks again, Mr. Dibs. Thanks again, uh, Sage Francis. This is the first episode in a while where we've been able to get both of their segments in one episode. Thanks, Grouch, again. Thanks, everybody. And um, from all of us here, I'd like to wish you happy drawing, happy conversing. And thanks for conspiring us. We're out of here. Peace. D Thank you for joining in on yet another episode of the DoD 45 show. Please hit the subscribe or follow button so that you never miss an episode. You can even go one step further by leaving us a review on the YouTube stream or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you stream our show from. You can find me at Art by Ty on all the socials or at artbytie.com. And if you'd like to follow the DoD 45 show on social media, we're at DoD45W on Instagram, or you can go over to our website at DoD45.com where you can shoot us an email, join our mailing list, and watch all of our past episodes. Consider joining us for a live chat on the YouTube premieres of episodes every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Peace.